Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what up, 13 Famo? MLS memes, what's poppin'? MLS memes, poppin'. Guys, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. I want to make sure it's all connected here properly. Give me a thumbs up if you hear me. Also, let me know where you guys are calling in from. Where are you guys calling in from? Joining in live. You guys can see the action happening behind us. We're live. We're, we're at the coaches' convention. You didn't know, guys, we're at the coaches' convention. Ross is trying to get it set up so we can get your questions. Get some questions in. Colorado, what up? Men and went, thumbs up. I love that. Guys, we got better connection this time. Okay, yeah, let me connect to the hotspot. So we're getting set up on the hotspot there. Guys, as you know, this is the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Welcome live from the Coaches Convention out here in Chicago. As you guys know, every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, we go live on the Perfect Soccer account so you can get your questions asked by former and current professional soccer players. Because you know, we'd be dropping that knowledge on your face. So if you guys got some questions and stuff, go ahead and drop them in the comments below. Ross is going to help me kind of go through them and make sure we're getting to everyone's questions. And if you haven't already, make sure you head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash book and get yourself a free copy of our number one best-selling book, The Perfect Soccer Player Blueprint, Master Nine Keys to Soccer Success. Yo, Tristan, what up? I like the goat emojis. Uh, Rapids fan, who's going number one in the draft? That's a great question for Ross. Ross knows that more. Actually, so, to be fair, you know that I don't know anything about the draft. Oh, uh, Ross says... I'm getting older, so like, what's oh, there in the league of the established? That's, that's true. So Ross doesn't know too much about that, and neither do I. What team are you playing for next? Steve asked, what team am I playing for next? We'll see. You guys know I'm in my free agency year. You guys got to start sending more messages to these GMs and organizations if you want me to come to your team so we can get a deal done and get moving forward. Uh, but Okay, New Zealand. Cato's calling from New Zealand. Cato's calling from New Zealand. New Zealand. Pasadena, California from Hector. Liam, Chi-Town. What up, Liam, Chi-Town? Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying connect my team to your internet. Connect this to your internet because this one's not connected to you. I, I need internet. It's connected to your phone. Oh, okay. There you guys go. Questions. I can just go online. Yeah, go online. All right. There we go. Pasadena. Shout out. You can tell me where everyone's coming from. What are your thoughts? Okay. K9 Ampton asked, what are your thoughts on USL Championship Open Tryouts? I mean, you know, I tell you guys, I'm not going to say that you can't go to a tryout and you don't want to go to a tryout. What I'm going to say is, what are you doing to prepare yourself before your tryout? Are you connecting with coaches? Are you connecting with the assistant coaches? Are you connecting with technical staff? It doesn't even matter. Are you connecting with the kit men? Are you connecting with the janitor of the club? Like, it's all about networking. It's all about getting to understand how you can provide other people value. 
You know, I think a lot of players mess up because they show up trying to see what they can get out of a situation rather than seeing what value they can provide in a situation. I think if you provide enough value over time, people are going to come around to you. They're going to know who you are. They're going to give you opportunities. And uh, when there's a spot or position that's open or available, that's when the doors open up to you. But that's the long, hard-working... Um, it's the long-term It's the long -term play, guys. You know, I talk a lot about mindset. We're out here playing MSL, right? Mental strength league, guys. And uh, those, those of you who are really dedicated and believe what you say in terms of the work you're willing to put in to get to where you say you want to go, you're going you're gonna to stick to what you know is right. You're not going to cut corners. You're not going to find the quick, short, easy way because you, you know that doesn't exist. That does not exist. And if that's what you're looking for, you're never going to find it, but you're going to waste a lot of time looking for it. And we, we just want to get you we want to get you working on what's going to give you the best opportunity, the best abilities to be successful, not only on the soccer field, but off the soccer field. So, that's a good question, and I'm trying to get logged in over here. What else have we got? MAS journalist, what's going on? From Japan. That's what's up, yo. Japan, bro. We know the words. Koni. Oh yeah. Konichiwa. From Shoshwado. Yeah. How 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 are you doing? Yeah. We don't we don't want to get too. We only learned a couple of bad words with our old uh, teammates Kosuke Kamara and uh, Kohei. Kohei for, like the second Japanese player to play in MLS so Kohei and Kosuke Kohei and Kosuke yo but what up from Japan uh, Trevor thumbs up thumbs up yo 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 we're going through we've got Clearwater Florida Fernando what's going on from Clearwater uh, oh yeah official memes asks is that the perfect soccer jean jacket yes it is that's right you know and what this the, is and the sweatshirt and the custom sweatshirt and we're coming with the gear guys you already know we're, we're busy working away we're not playing around we'll have all this stuff hopefully available for you guys soon for whoever's open for that and wants it but if not we're just really making this gear for ourselves because we love it uh, yeah. uh, Liam asked you're coming back to the fire right I don't uh, I mean I'd be open to come back and do a second round of points of time. Uh, yeah, flex them with the AirPods. Yeah, the AirPods are a bit easier. I don't have to connect all the way to the phone, so. So what happens if no one signs you? Okay, Steve asked, so what happens if no one signs you in your next move? So, Steve, that's a great question. Because that can kind of give you, I can kind of break down the mindset that you have to have as a professional, as a professional player. So, there are no guarantees, right? There's no guarantee until you have a guaranteed contract. And you can't believe everything you hear, and you can't get too excited, but you also can't get too too de too depressed, right? You, you get, it's a roller coaster. What you're doing is a roller coaster. You can't get too high, and you can't get too low. And a lot of players, uh, a lot of players get a little bit too high at the at the wrong times, right? And uh, what's the real point that I want to make? I want to make the point that I want to make is saying you have to be. You always have to be optimistic that the next opportunity is around the corner, but you also have to be uh, aware enough to understand that nothing is promised or guaranteed. Marvell's joining us hey, over here on the live feed. No, former number one draft pick Mar Marvell Wynn has joined in on the live. Popping in over here. Yeah, we're pretty good, right? Yeah, we're live on the... On the, on the, on the, on the, on the 
Good luck with whatever team you're playing with. I'm in San Jose. Hope to meet you soon. Thank you, Shannon, for, for joining us on the live. We really appreciate having you. Uh, let's see what we got. YSN. Yeah. People joining in and seeing us on the live. Uh, Pit Heat. I, mean, I always be messing up your name. Andy. He's Andy. That's Andy. Oh, yeah. Andy. What's up, Andy? I told you we are going to be together. Yay. What's up? What's going on, Andy? Welcome to the call, man. I thought it was pitched. I'm not sure. Andy, phonetically spell out how we say your name so we don't mess it up anymore. Uh, Rapids fan page. So can you go through here and start scrolling through the feed because I'm falling behind. Guys, you know I fall behind on the question. So if you're just joining in live, this is episode... I think this is episode 8 of the Ask a Soccer Pro show. Yeah, episode 8 of the Ask a Soccer Pro show. I, uh, what did I want to say? Yeah, this is your chance to ask former and current professional soccer players any and all questions that you guys have. Are all the MLS coaches in Chicago? Yes. So are all the MLS coaches? Yes. All the, uh, tell me, so who, who's, who's saying what? So tell me their name and then tell me the question. So, Quincy got that fresh cut AirPods, perfect soccer jean jacket, like, sheesh! Hey, you know, you know we're stepping up the game, guys. we got to get it going. How do you draw a coach's attention in a high school soccer trial? So, Tristan, okay. How do you draw a coach's attention in a high school soccer trial? Tristan, that's a good question. And the answer is dependent on, do you want the attention of, a college, of, a, of your coach's attention at a tryout? And what type of attention do you want to get? Not all attention is good attention. So my first question would be, are you adequately prepared for your tryout? And have you have you worked on the aspects of your game that coaches are most inclined to want to bring onto their team? And the reason why I asked that before, to preface before I answer the question is, a lot of players are skipping that step. They are not being honest with themselves as to 
the effort and energy they put they put in to get to wherever they say that they want to go. And when they show up at these trials, they show up at these games, they show up at these tournaments, they're setting themselves up for failure and they don't understand why. And and that's a big that's a big reason why. They're 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 not aware of the entire soccer process. We talk a lot about this in our book, and uh, you know, a lot of you guys have have already downloaded the book and, and gotten your free copy and have and have read it. So, so I'm not saying anything new to you guys, but for those of you who are just joining, our book very much focuses on the things that you that you have direct control over. There are only so many things that you have control over, and your actions and how you react is pretty much it. The rest of it is kind of uh, the results of the actions and the decisions that you take and make over time. And that's why I really talk to MSL, right? We're in the Mental Strength League. The, the, the soccer, the game that you see on the field is just the physical representation of a game that's happening mentally, right? But whatever's happening in your mind is what you're then commanding your body to kind of dictate on the field. And we've talked about it before and I'll talk about it till the end of time. There's a lot of meta games and different things going on, and those dynamics are what you have to learn if you want to stick around in this game for a long period of time. So, to further answer your question that you had that you had asked of me, if you are prepared and you are, if you're prepared and you're wanting to uh, gain the appropriate attention of these coaches at these tryouts, uh, the best way to go about doing so is beforehand, maybe connecting with them and getting them over some of your highlight tapes, your resume, uh, learning more about who they are, what they represent, what their philosophy is, you know, uh, doing your own research and getting to know people, or at least knowing the background of what they do and why they do it before you connect with them, shows them that you're invested in them before they, before they, before you're asking them to invest in you, which I think is a great, it's a great opportunity that most players one, if they aren't aware of, is okay, but now that you're aware of it, but more importantly, are you taking initiative on it? You actually have to implement and execute on what we talk about, what we say, because if you don't, you're never going to see uh, any results. Come but shout out MLS uh, memes, because I know he's been applying a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, and he's already seen the results really fast. So, I mean, these are things that took us a long time to learn, guys, and we kind of are passing that knowledge on to you, but that knowledge doesn't mean anything if you don't apply it to what you got going on. So, Ross is over here. He's got another question. What is there to do at the coaches' convention? And pretty much K nine. Oh, K nine said, "What is there to do at the coaches' convention?" To be, to be honest, K nine, everything and anything soccer related. So, uh, I know over the next couple of days we'll be here. You know me; I've got the vlog phone, so I'll be uh, I'll be picking up some content as we go along. I think we'll also go live a couple more times while we're here, just like walking around, showing you the events and things that we've got there. So you guys can get a behind the scenes look at it. I know some of you are in Japan, so you can't be here at least this time, but maybe uh, next year when we're at the convention again, you guys will come join us at our booth and uh, we'll get after it. Also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Footpost because that's the booth that we're at currently. So if you are on the live or you are in the Chicago area, come over to the Footpost booth, uh, 1960 over here. You'll see us the next couple of days. You'll see us the next couple of days. We're thinking about doing a couple of softball giveaways. We're doing a, a, a meet and greets. Come take a picture. Come join us on the account. Yeah. Find out that we're, we're real people. Hey, we're real. We're actually here. We're doing this. But yeah, there's a bit of everything. And uh, after after we're done on the live here, I know I'm going to be 
running around and seeing what else we've got. So, so Okay, so Jordan asks, what things do you think people focus on too much that aren't as important as most think? Okay, so that's a that's a good question, and let's let's frame it first because, like you guys like you guys know, I like to make sure I'm framing it so you're understanding uh, why I'm giving you the answer that I'm giving you, as opposed to just giving you the answer, um, which is a great segue into what I think is something that is focused too much on. I think players are too focused, or younger individuals, everybody, I think most people are too focused on the answer as opposed to the process to finding the answer to their question. So, we talk a lot, and Ross does, especially on the live every day, about being a student of the game. What does it mean to be a student of the game? Well, a student, at least from my perspective and the way I see it, is understanding why people choose to do what they do and why they did it when they did it and having an understanding of uh, why the outcome is what it is, right? If, if I came to you and I asked you, uh, what's two plus two, right? And, and I came and asked you, what's two plus two? You tell me, oh, the answer's four, right? And then now I come to you, I say, well, what's three plus three? You tell me the answer is six. Well, I have the answer, uh, six, four. But if if now you throw eight plus eight to me, I don't know how you did two plus two. I don't know how you did, what did I say, four plus four? Or three plus three, six. I didn't, under, I didn't figure out and learn how you got the first answer. So I think a trap that a lot of players fall into, especially listening to a lot of these other accounts, not only just just listening to individuals online, they think that because they received an answer, that they know something, right? Or that they know how to do it. And that's a very specific, you know, I haven't talked about this before, but I'm glad you asked that question, Jordan, because this, this is very important. We, I've spoken to it before. There's, there's four steps of a process of information for me. Right? One is information. That's, hey, what's the answer to 2 plus 2? That's 4. Right? What's the answer to 2 plus 2? That's the information. The answer being 4, that's knowledge. I think I know. I think I know. Right? It doesn't mean I have experience. Step, step 3 is understanding how I got from information 2 plus 2 to my knowledge of the answer of 4. And experience is saying I can repeat that in other facets right? 3 plus 3 is 6, 8 plus 8 is 16. I can do that. That now means I have experience with that information and I know how to apply my knowledge over time. I don't know. So, so diving kind of deeper into that, right? Are you falling trapped to thinking that because you read a book, or because you listened to me speak, or you watched another YouTuber, or an Instagrammer, or whatever. Have, are you making the mistake of thinking that because you know something, that you know how to do something? And that's something you've got to ask yourself when we talk about our other the three steps of self-awareness, self-honesty, right? Self-honesty. If you're falling trapped to that, that's okay, because you at least now know that, you recognize it, and you want to take the next step. And what is the next step? Self-initiative. So what are you going to do to overcome that? And that's what I'm saying. Are you taking information and turning it into knowledge, and then that's it? Because that's not enough. You need to apply that knowledge so you gain some experience, 
and as you gain experience, you see the world differently. You have a different experience of life, which gives you more confidence moving forward. It all connects, guys, and it's all tied to, to together. Because a lot of a lot of players ask us questions about how they build confidence, how they get confidence, how they do that. The only way to do that is to apply what you learn over time. Uh, take your lumps on the chin, admit when you're wrong, learn from your mistakes, and, and be a student of the game and the student of why people do what they do as opposed to just asking them for the answers, right? Good question. We got deep there. And again, welcome everybody to the live. We are live at the Coaches Convention in Chicago. This is episode eight of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I'm here with Ross LeBeau. And you know, 10-year MLS pro Quincy Barrymore here. We had Marvell and these guys joining us as well too. They're popping in on the live. We're answering your guys' questions as we always do. So Ross is over here moderating on the count, getting me some information. Jordan so asked uh, Jordan asked, uh oh, Jordan's coming with the fire. Andy, where you at? Andy, Andy what's Andy? What's good? Where are you at? You know what? Andy's asking all the questions. So. Yo. I respect the I respect the hustlers out here. You know, this is your opportunity to get your questions answered. If you're coming with fire questions, you're gonna get fire answers. So what do we got over here? Jordan said, "How do you know if you're doing less training or being more valuable than longer training?" Jordan said, "What? How do you know if you're doing less training or being more valuable?" Jordan asked, "Okay, Jordan asked, how do you know if less training is more valuable than more training?" And that is a question that can only truly be answered with personal experience. And that's why we should go in depth on that. Because here's the thing. Every individual is different. Every player is different. Every, all their physiology is different. How they look at the game is different. Their philosophy, where, they're come, where their background is. So, having said that, I like to try to give you processes so you can figure out what works for you and critically think about what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it. Because if I don't teach you how to teach yourself, you're then reliant upon me. Just like the analogy I just said earlier, if you guys keep coming to me for the answers, hey Quincy, what's 2 plus 2? And I tell you 4. What's 4 plus 4? I tell you 8. Right? That means you're dependent on me. That means I'm not teaching you how I got to 4, how I got to 8. And that's the biggest differentiating factor between between continuing to be dependent on something or someone moving forward and being dependent on yourself. And that's really what we want to empower you guys to do. Because you know, our goal here, and the real thing that we're selling you guys, the only thing we are selling you here at Perfect Soccer is the idea that you is all you need to get to wherever you want to go or be in soccer or life. And if you really adopt that mindset, if you adopt that philosophy, you're going to find success somehow, some way, in soccer, whether that's on the field or off it. And circling back to the question at hand, the only way to really know is to learn yourself, right? You must know thyself. And that's why I always refer back to step one of our seventh step, of the seventh step of miracle process, right? Which is self-honesty, okay? You need to be honest with yourself. Are you... Uh, are you a fast food player? So like, Marvell was just here, you missed him. Marvell and uh, myself are very similarly built, right? We are not long distance guys like Ross. Ross could probably take two months off. Ross could take two months off and I could train and run every single day and Ross will probably beat me in 
in middle to long distance, hands down every time. The difference between, I think, an amateur player and a professional player is their denial in that understanding. I'm not going to beat Ross at long distance. No matter how hard I train and how long I run, the amount of effort and energy I would have to put in to match Ross, let alone pass him, would be a waste of energy or a waste of time or a misallocation of resources. That's a better way to describe it, right? You only have so much, you only have so much mental energy, you only have so much uh, uh, physical energy, uh, capabilities of, of, of putting in work every single day. And you also have to take into account that over time, right? And that's why I say it's, it's difficult to answer this question because it is experience-based and individual-based. Uh, but to give some more information that can maybe help you figure out what suits you best, right? I think you always need to be in a constant state of testing new things. Uh, okay, I know a better way to describe this now. So I do a lot of online marketing and sales, right? And advertising. And what we do in the industry is we do something that's called A-B split testing, right? So what you'll do is I'll write, I'll, uh, I'll ask a question, right? I'll say, hey, everyone, do you like red or do you like blue, right? And in the beginning, I don't know. I don't have any experience. I'm just posing a question. Or let's just say one or two to make it to make the numbers easier. Because so, I'm going to forget the colors. <laughs> so let's say you've got, I go, I don't know if people like the number one or two. And that's where I'm starting out. I just want to figure out what number people prefer more. I can guess and think that one is the number that people will pick more. But that's just a guess. And it can be an educated guess based on intuition, whatever. That doesn't really matter. The point is, I want to find out what's true. Is it one or is it two? Most people just assume, oh, because I think it's one, that means it's the best, and that's the best, and that's whatever, whatever. And that's a strategy that works, but it's very short-term. A more strategic approach to go about it is to uh, show up and go, okay, I'm going to ask, is it one or two? And I'm going to ask a large enough population and pool of people, and then from there, maybe out of 100 people, I'll realize 60 of them like two, and 40 like one. Well, that's new information, right? That's new information to me. And what I do now is I go, okay, I know that people like two better than one, but do they like, well, what does that mean? How can I apply that information? How can I apply that knowledge that I have? Like, is that enough information to make an educated decision moving forward? With that information, can do I know, do I know that that means that they like two more than three? Not necessarily. So what do I have to do now? So I can walk forward with a general assumption that two is people's favorite number. But I don't want to just stick to thinking that that's true always. I always want to A-B split test. So I ask new questions and I say, hey, which does everyone like, three or two? And maybe after the test, 80 people like two and 20 like three. So now I go, okay, chances are people like, what does this tell me now? Chances are people like one more than they like three, even though I haven't done it, right? But they like two at least five times as much as they like three. So now all of a sudden I can start piecemealing it together. I can say two is people's favorite number one number, one is their next favorite, and then three. Does that mean I know everything? No. So now I want to go through every single number, right? And now I want to test it against the number seven. I want to test it against the number six. And all of a sudden I find out, oh, six is better than two, one, and all of them. So now six is my number one, right? So the reason why I say that is try to take that same philosophy and apply it 
to whatever it is that you're doing, right? I don't know. Is training every single day of the week, seven days a week, good for you as an individual? I'm not necessarily sure. Maybe if you're... Uh, yes, if you're just doing the technical stuff that you can repeat and do every day, but no if you're doing powerlifting and maxing out, right? Like, all of that is very individual, individually based, and it's just tailored to you, which is a big reason why we're like, I'm thinking about doing some like one-on-one -on -one mentorship training and stuff, uh, seeing how we could get that going. I'm thinking of starting a perfect soccer mentors because a lot of that stuff comes down to you individually, like on a very, very root level. And we do our best to give general information so you can figure out this stuff on your own. But then I also know that we can do another level where we can do one-on-one, -on -one, but we're still figuring that out. But Jordan, hopefully that answers your question and everyone else on the call, uh, you guys can get a better understanding of, of the strategy that I implement. It's not necessarily what I do. I do many things, I try many different things, and through trying many different things and comparing the results, I then create my plan of what I will do moving forward and what's most likely to be best suited for me. So, good question. I hope that kind of tailors and ties that around. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a drink of water for a second, and Ross is gonna go through and find some more questions. Guys, also, so drop questions below, but also drop some of the things that you're struggling most, most with. And I know there's a couple new people on the call, so drop down below where you're calling from. I know we had someone someone joining in from New Zealand. We got someone from Japan. We had, uh, where else did we have? We had Pasadena. We've got Chicago. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with B-Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-Pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Go back in time. also asked, the biggest trash talkers? Is more when we were playing, or back when you were playing, it was just more of a physical. physical. It wasn't. It wasn't talking trash talk. It was just like physical abuse. <laughs> just like guys kicking the crap out of you. Like there was a bunch of Victor Bernardez's just beating the crap out of all of us. Um, but the question was, what was it? okay, so uh, Andy asked, what would I go back in time and tell my 13-year-old self? The reason why I like that question is because every single day I'm on live with you guys, or every single week when I go on live with you guys, every single time I'm writing a blog post, or I'm sharing a, a tweet, or I'm writing our article or our book, it's with that in mind. I'm speaking to my 13-year-old self. I've actually been following you for a long time, and then watching you play for a long time. Dallas, Texas. Uh, Texans, baby. Uh, 
Switch out with him. Let me ask him. Um, so yeah, if you guys sit up here, I'll take a picture with you right here. Um, so to answer your question, like what I was saying, the reason what I'm doing and putting all this stuff together, guys, is as if I'm speaking to my 13-year-old self, right? I'm telling you the things that 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 20-year-old, 50-year-old needs to hear. I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to you because these are the things I've been telling myself since I was 13 years old. And a big point that we're going to be bringing up here soon is you're going to see all the stuff that Ross was doing at 12, 13, and 14 contacting coaches, contacting colleges, networking, trying to give himself uh, to do everything he possibly could to give himself the most opportunities to play at the next level. He did the work, and he's been he's been doing everything that he can because he wants to achieve and accomplish his goals. Houston's at home. That's what he so, so to that to that point, all the things I'm saying every single time is what I want to go back and what I would go back and tell my 13-year-old self. And and that's really like, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Believe in yourself above anything else. Uh, and all this hard work and the self-doubt and the haters and all that stuff that's happening is part of the process. That's just that's just uh, you shedding what's necessary to rise like a phoenix. So that's a good one. So Ross is going to hop on here and join over here through the live. So let's transition over. Boy, take care of this. there we got how to make the most of a short college ID camp having trouble finding the booth where y'all at what could I ask I can't answer that one about the perfect man but because <laughs> he has to ask that how does someone improve tactically and visually all right that's a good question so tactically and visually um, tactics all come from just playing a lot of soccer you have to be in the position to feel where you need to be on the field. So, with the tactics, uh, I learned a lot of uh, tactics from watching and then uh, implementing it into my game and then also listening to my coaches. Because if you can listen to your coaches and pick up on cues and the different things in the game, when you see that cue, when you see something going on in the game, then you'll be able to go back in your memory and say, oh, I remember that, this is where I need to be. But tactics, it just takes a long time from playing the game, getting the feel of the game, understanding not only your position, but understanding where everyone else has to be on the field. But it's definitely a good question. And if you watch our Tactical Tuesdays, that's what I go over. I'm trying to show you guys scenarios and give you cues so that when you are in that position, depending on what position you're in, you'll be like, oh, wow, that's a, that makes sense. Fly equals fly. That's a tough one because we said we're in Chicago. Tough time. But there's actually a brewery that is having a competition where uh, if you kick a 43 or 42 yard field goal, you get beer for a year. So I'm going to go out and probably do that. And uh, Quincy's going to, maybe we'll put it on the live and see if I can actually hit a 43 yard field goal. But I'm pretty confident in myself. So that, that should be fun. Hector, thank you guys for helping me out. Not only 
Sports Lab. Oh, we appreciate you, right? Like, we can't do this without the support of everyone out there who uh, loves soccer and has an affinity for it like we do, where they're not embarrassed to share their failings and share, like, what they're going through. We have other members on here that can give a, a helping hand, like Andy, for instance, whenever I need a, a link or something in here, Andy puts it in there for you guys so that guys know where to get the ebook or how to follow the Instagram page. So that's what it's about. It's just about a community coming together, not being embarrassed or ashamed, growing, learning, uh, and trying to just be a better person and you know become a better soccer player. That's just icing on the cake. We're here to try to be good people. Uh, I'll leave this question up for Quincy. He's back on. Thanks, but, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Quincy, next question. What's the biggest mistake Catholics make when they retire? Official. Oh, okay, there you go. What is the biggest mistake athletes make once they retire? The biggest mistake athletes make once they retire. Okay, that's a good. Okay, that's a good question because it's kind of twofold. So the biggest mistake most athletes make once they retire. Once they retire, is they they don't embrace the. That's a good question because I need to think of a, the best way to to, de, to describe it. The biggest mistake, first and foremost, the biggest mistake most athletes are playing is they're not taking advantage of their status as a professional player while they're playing. Uh, so. So what happens is once they retire, they realize the opportunity that they they completely missed out on or they didn't fully capitalize on or take full advantage of while they're playing. So that's the mistake most players are making make. And most come to that realization once it's over. Once the kind once they realize like no one really cares about you anymore once you don't play pro anymore. That's really the answer. Like that's the facts of the situation. It's a what have you done for me lately league, right? But the mistake that those guys make the mistake that those guys make is they they doubt the skills and the talents that they that they acquired over time through just osmosis while playing, right? Like, in order to make it long in a professional career, you have to you have to learn and get good at a lot of things that are great assets that companies and businesses would love to have. The only thing that you're missing or lacking is the vocabulary of what they use or do for their industry, right? Like. As a pro athlete, you have to overcome. Uh, you have to overcome maybe self-doubt, doubt outside of yourself, perseverance through uh, through injuries, perseverance through uh, new environments, situations, coaching staffs, uh, philosophies, systems, players around you, personnel, uh, literally uh, environmental changes, playing in the snow, playing in the heat, playing in humidity, playing in the rain, playing on turf, playing on grass. Traveling. traveling, playing with guys who speak English, don't speak English, uh, pretend to not speak English, who hate you, who love you, who don't care about you, who want to see you fail, who want to see you do well, and everything in between, right? These are, these are, there is no other industry, there is no other profession that you get into, at least to my knowledge, where there is so much competition, but also so much teamwork required to come together and bridge that together. And, just by being in that environment, you, there are many things that you learn that are normal to you in your environment, but what you don't learn or understand 
once you retire, at least I think the mistake that guys, it takes them too long to understand, is that is more valuable than the person than that person who is working somewhere for a particular point of time, uh, because you have insights that they will never have. You have experience that they never could lean on, and you have a you have value that is beyond what you believe your value is. So I think the biggest mistake is uh, athletes do not value themselves correctly or they don't know how to value themselves, and then they're not spending the time to learn how to properly do that. Instead, I think most of them they make the mistake of thinking that they have to go um, they have to go get validation or they have to get a certificate from someone else to know what to do or they have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I get it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of everyone is used to thinking it has to be done the traditional way through, you know, through traditional education. Uh, someone else has to verify and all of that. I get it. Like, not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone wants to necessarily put themselves out there. But I think everyone wants to be happy. I think everyone wants to pursue something that they like more than something that they hate every day. And I think... Uh, I think that that's something that will serve you very, very well, is learning how to value yourself and, and understanding how and why other people value you the way you do, or the way they do. But that's a, that's a good one. So, my question came that way. Huh? You have to go on there. That's okay. Just scroll up and see what else you They like your linear versus exponential lesson. What's going on, brother? Oh, shit. Uh, maybe hey, how you doing, man? Uh, this is a guy you definitely want to speak to right here. Greg, we'll give you Greg. Can you give him a little bit more information about what's going on right now? How you doing? So we're on live on the, on the Instagram account. Dropping some knowledge. You can join us. Hey, y'all. What do you got? What what here? Evan with sports recruits here. So yeah. what do you guys do? You know, we're a, a uh, oh, impromptu interview. There you go. So imagine a LinkedIn okay. for youth sports. Yes. A world where you can have everything aggregated into a single profile, communicate with any college groups in the country and understand if they're engaging with you. Even if they're not interested, you can understand profile, video. We're trying to simplify the recruiting process for people who might not have otherwise had a chance to go play college. I like that. We need to talk more about the book that we wrote. That was the first book. Guys, if you haven't picked up the first book we wrote, The Ultimate College Soccer Recruiting Blueprint, you can get your free copy by going over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. Get that book, and maybe we're going to figure out more with what is it? Sports recruits? Sports recruits. I like that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Okay, so. There you go. Hey, <laughs> just joining us live here at the sports convention. So, uh, let's see what we got. CJ Mendez asks, how much do tickets cost to the convention? I'm not really sure. Let me... How much do tickets cost to the convention? What's that? How much do tickets cost to the convention? That I have no idea. Yeah, Greg does not know that either. I don't do know. Any of you guys know how much the tickets cost? Said about 160 a day right here for the day. Yeah, they gotta get membership. I think they do as well. So I've heard it's 160 a day, but uh, that has not been completely confirmed. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, let's see what we got here. 
Guys, if you're just joining in, drop below where you're calling in from. I appreciate having you here and joining us. And uh, you guys already know it's episode eight. I'm pretty sure it's episode eight of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. And most of you guys, if you uh, if you're able to jump in on lives, we go live every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST. It doesn't matter where we are, even if we're at the coaches' convention, we still go live and we still get your questions answered. So I appreciate all of you guys who join in live. We'll still be on here for about 15 more minutes and then Instagram's going to automatically kick me off. But uh, I think we'll go live a couple more times while we're here at the convention. I know some of you may maybe not have that 160 bucks to kind of get behind the scenes. So maybe I'll do a bit of live, uh, a live stream at a particular time. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think when make the most sense, but we'll figure it out tomorrow. So make sure you guys are paying attention to that. But I also wanted to make note that if uh, you're all, only ever able to, you know, drop in for the live for a couple minutes, maybe drop in your question, drop out, know that I make sure to screen grab all of the replays and I upload them to the YouTube account. So if you're not already following the YouTube account, make sure you go to youtube.com slash perfectsoccer, no spaces. Subscribe to us over there. And uh, we always get the, the Ask a Soccer Pro Show live replay up as soon as we're able. We also break down all of that stuff and give you guys the little gems that you're picking up here throughout the week on the feed. So you're probably already following the Perfect Soccer account. But I also want to encourage all of you guys to share this account with anyone and everyone that you know loves the beautiful game because we just want to help everyone get better and accomplish their goals. No pun intended. Let's see. Let's see. Ah, okay, big comic go live. Ah, okay. That's where we could do. Let's see what we got here. I'm scrolling up. Yo, official memes, can you type in perfectsoccerskills.com slash book so I can pin it to the top here so everyone can, can get their book if they need it? Ah, uh, okay. Let's see. Okay, we got 15 minutes. And Jordan said, Quincy said he would go deeper on the time and output over time, linear versus exponential time. Oh, man. I need to do... I'm going to start doing whiteboard sessions because I need to get going into that. Jordan, I want you to save that and table that because I think that'll take me longer than like 10 minutes to really go completely super, super deep on that. But I think I'll dedicate one entire show to just kind of like going just deep on that that way we have it i can upload it to youtube and then when i'm referencing it in the future if people want to know more about it we can always direct them over there so that we can just answer people's questions directly here but please mark that down and make make known of that and then i also know i did chief dang it i'm not finding it scoots county go you need help let me see eli is eli still in here Okay, Ross jumped in there. Let's see. Could you do it again so I can see it? Yo, what up? Ben Flantley just joined. Welcome. Alta Ramos, what is going on? Welcome. Uh, Liam asks, what motivates you to come back from your injury the most? Ah, okay, there you go. So for those of you who don't know, I had a pretty catastrophic knee injury about two years ago. I... I tore my ACL, my LCL, my IT band, my bicep femoris, and my popliteus tendon. And what you guys might also not know is back when I was 12 years old, I broke my femur. 
the femur is the largest bone in your body, largest and strongest bone in your body. And uh, since I did my knee, well, let me pin this. Thank you very much, memes. Uh, now that I can look back on my career and my path over time, I very much think my outlook on soccer was developed because of my uh, pretty much career-ending injury at 12 years old when I broke my feet. So at that point in time, you know, my thoughts are, especially at 12 and 13, guys, I was stupid fast. Uh, I was actually, I was thinking I was going to be a sprinter and I wanted to be a sprinter, uh, a 100-meter runner, 200-meter. I like playing soccer for fun, but I was, I was stupid fast. And uh, I broke my femur. And when I broke my femur, I pretty much thought my soccer career and running and just my career in general was just over. Like, you, you never really know what, especially at that time, uh, you're, not, you're not coming back from big injuries like that. So when I got injured and I eventually made my way back to the game, I don't want to make it super long, but let's say I eventually made my way back to the game and I, I really had to adjust because I lost my speed. I was nowhere near as fast as I was anymore. And I think that's a big reason why I very much developed my uh, hold-up play and being strong on the ball and uh, learning to adapt to new situations and environments because I just lost the I lost the key attribute that I relied on heavily up until, you know, I'd played, been playing since I was three. So speed was a huge part of my game and I lost it. But more importantly... I think what the injury did for me is it let me know that soccer's not guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. A minute from now is not guaranteed. And uh, every single minute you have on the field, whether that's a youth game, it's a pro game, it's a pickup game, it's a co-ed game, it doesn't matter, is a gift. And you don't want to leave the field having not given 100% of your effort and what you could do every time you leave the field. And that's the approach that I had with the game from then moving on. And because of that approach, playing college soccer became an option. Playing pro soccer became an option. Uh, and that kind of ties uh, Jordan to the like linear versus exponential, right? If you do the little things well, you do the things that you can control well over a long period of time, over time it yields huge, huge results or huge, huge failures. So... Um, to tie that all together, on the injury, on the injury side, the the mindset of saying, listen, even if because I got injured today means I'll never ever play the game again, I'm grateful that I got to play in the first place. If you approach, if you approach your career that way, if you approach every single time you step on the field that way, and you do that for a long period of time. I can, I can guarantee you, you're going to find a, a degree and level of success, and you're going to you're going to recover from injury faster. You're going to get back faster. You're going to you're going to work harder, which is just going to mean you're going to play better. You're going to learn more. You're going to learn faster. It all compounds, right? I think you got to come from a uh, from a perspective of gratitude. You have to be happy that you have two legs. You have to be happy that you can control your two legs. You have to be happy that you're you're able to heal. There's some people who, who literally are incapable of healing quickly or healing at all. Once they get hurt, they get hurt, and that's finished. So uh, optimism, that's really, that's really the key, guys. And hopefully you can tell I'm a very optimistic person, and that's, that's what's up. Yo, the jean jacket, I don't know if it's going to go on sale because the jean jacket is pretty expensive. I think it costs us like I think it costs like 300 bucks or 300 and something dollars to make, just, just to make.
jacket, the custom embroidery, and then the stuff on the back. Like, I think this guy, like, hand-stitched it and everything, but, I mean, if, if, if guys are willing to pay a couple hundred bucks for the jacket, I mean, we can get them made, but you let me know. <laughs> how do you perfect the math, the, how do you master the perfect man bun? You know, you just, you just, uh, you just commit to it. That's what it is, you know? Commit. Whatever it is, just commit to it. Uh, Liam asked, how did I make my way, to, uh, how did I find my way to college soccer? That's kind of a long story. Uh, one that you can definitely read on our blog on perfectsoccerskills.com. Because like I said, Instagram limits me to an hour and I already know I only got like six more minutes before we're going to have to come to a close on this call. But if before the next live you're wanting to get more information as to my story to college soccer, you can uh, type in, so scroll to the bottom of perfectsoccerskills.com, uh, click the search link, and then type in like college and college soccer, and you'll see uh, I wrote an article on how I went from never thinking I'd play soccer again to becoming a professional soccer player, and then uh, you'll also see some of our college recruiting. Yo, what up, MLS fan base? Welcome to the call. You'll also see a lot of the college recruiting content that Ross and I have put together uh, that kind of got this whole entire thing going in the first place. Yo, a little late. Yeah, you. Hey, better late than never, right? You're showing up. I appreciate the support. Um, yeah, you know what we got to do, guys? We probably got to, like, I'm really bad at promoting the show live before so we can get a lot of people live on the show. So we got to start figuring out how we can get that going. <laughs> Uh, let's see what we got here. And let's go. Okay, uh, what the agents in transitioning from college to pro? Okay, like uh, the transition from college to uh, working with agents. Yeah. Um, When it, when, it, when it comes to working with agents, I think the first, the most important thing is to to talk to players who have had personal experience with those agents over time. I think that's the best way to go about figuring out who you'd like to work with and why. Because um, agents can be tricky because they can all promise you everything. They can uh, they can promise you the world. They can tell you this, but at the end of the day, they're wanting you to sign a contract so they can tack on to whatever money that you're making. So I really think, and I hopefully will help change the business model of agents. I think the agent should be paid after their services are rendered. I don't think they should be able to tie you into a contract and then tie and leech onto your salary for however many years your deal is and all your endorsement deals and there's no guarantee that they're going to provide any services for you in the future. So I think you want to connect with players who can give you an understanding of the, their agent's willingness to do work even when the player might be in bad form, not you know, not in the best place, maybe is finding tough times, right? You want the person who, you want the guy who works for you when you're at your lowest, not the guy who only works for you when you're at your highest, right? Those are fake people, and you you want to weed them out, right? You want you you want integrity. I think um, I wrote it. The the fastest way to build trust is to be honest, and the fastest way or the most efficient way to build trust is honesty. 
And the best and the, the best way to keep trust is with integrity. So you wanna find you wanna find people who operate on principle with integrity, right? And uh, the way you do that, at least when you're not sure where to start, is speaking to people who have experience with others and then uh, and and then navigate there. So let's see. He ran too. I play the main game over here. Pointing. Getting after it. So people got the perfect on the side of ball. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but we've updated. We got the new balls. We got the new updated logos and all of all of that. It's a great product, and what's even dope. I'm working with some other manufacturers and hopefully I'll connect some few more out here while we're out here. Stop. Making it even better. It's like a $50 ball we sell for $29. So I'm juiced about that. Let's see. Um, how important do you think an agility ladder is? I think an agility ladder is pretty important, but I don't think it's it's not required. It's not mandatory, right? You can you can make your own agility ladder. Is it nice to have one? I think yeah. We, we sell we sell agility ladders, but that doesn't mean that you need an agility ladder. You can leave, you can put tape on the ground and you can create one. Like I said, we want to give you all the information on how to do it with nothing. And then if you want to buy a ball, you want to buy a you know a goal, you want to join our training center you want to get all that that's just like organizing that information down into one solid place so you guys have access to it that's really what that's all about so i never want that to be an excuse while you're not doing what you need to to reach wherever it is you're wanting to reach men in red daily what up let's see so i think i'll be able to answer another question or two and then we'll have to wrap it up because i know uh instagram's going to cut me off here in the next three or four minutes so and ask what do you think the future of how MLS teams build their teams will be moving toward more international using DA or uh, eliminate the draft okay that's a good question I think they're all focused on the wrong things and they're not building teams around what actually determines whether or not you're successful in the league especially right now I think the most undervalued asset in MLS is the veteran MLS player Guys with seven years of experience or more have seen a lot, know a lot, understand the league inside and out, understand all the rules, understand the travel, the uh, the difficulties of the league, the shortcomings of the league. That experience is invaluable, and locker rooms very much need it. But I also understand the perspective of ownership and the marketing teams. They're looking outward to try to draw in attention. But uh, the problem I see uh, that is starting to show cracks and will become a very, very large problem in the next five years if it's not addressed and fixed, is um, always looking outwards rather than fixing inward, right? If you're always looking for the next best thing, always looking for the attention, always looking for, you know, this, what's next, what's next, what's next, you start to uh, forget what got you here in the first place, what built it up in the first place, uh, how how things got to a point where you can look outward. I think it's no coincidence that you see a lot of guys under the age of 30 right now retiring from the league. Um, I think that's because a lot of guys uh, might not necessarily see a future uh, for, for domestic guys in this league as much as they did in the past because of the because of the uh, interest that's coming in overseas. It's great from the league perspective in terms of uh, building and growth and marketability, which I, I you know, I would never disagree with. I think it's important, but I also think if there's a fine line to making sure that uh, you don't break, you don't, you don't break, you don't, uh, yeah, you don't break the foundation that you're built upon. Because as fast as it can grow, it can, it can uh, turn the other way.
I think uh, hopefully we'll make some adjustments. I think just the fact that we're having these conversations and talking about it kind of sheds light on those things. And I hope the people in high enough decisions who are making these decisions are, are mindful of that. You know, uh, you, you guys know me. I'm, I'm very much a big believer and proponent of long-term thinking versus, versus short-term thinking. Uh, and uh, I think sometimes it can get difficult in the short term to let short-term thinking cloud long-term judgment. And I hope, uh, I hope as a league we don't, we don't, we don't make that mistake because I think uh, MLS has done a lot of hard work to get to where it's at. I think a lot of the players who are involved from now up to this point are a big reason for that. And uh, I, I, I would be disappointed to see if we we don't remember our roots and why why we are able to do this. But yeah, guys, I got like 50 seconds left. Thank you very much for joining the live. As always, head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. Get a free copy of our book. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate the, uh, the comments and feedback. Guys, if you... Uh, if you got something out of the live, you get something out of our account. I really appreciate it. If you screenshot, reshare on your channels, tag us. We'd like to give you guys shout-outs. We appreciate that. We're building a great community here, and I always want to see us, uh, you know, helping each other and grow. Also, we've got our private Facebook group. If you aren't aware of that, and you can get access to that by getting a free copy of the book and joining that. And we're, we're really dropping even more nuggets and knowledge over there. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Marvin, thank you. Hector, thank you. Jordan, thank you. MAS journalist, thank you. I've got 10 seconds. Uh, they're going to kick me off here. Andy, thank you. Men in Red, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. And Jordan, reach out to me about that giveaway, and we'll do more giveaways here in the future. See you guys next week. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode.